It's 2020, everybody. Welcome to what will potentially maybe be a very the similar last hotline. <laughs> what? I was gonna say a very similar year to last year. Uh, I tried to finish your sentence. That was way. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. Well, we I started saying the 2020 thing. I felt like I needed to say something uh, in line yeah. with that. What? Uh, whatever. Anyway, the first episode of the new year. So excited to have you all here. Uh, shout out to Alienware for. Uh, for hanging out with us as we move into the beginning of 2020. Hopefully some more news involving them later. Uh, but excited to to be back. Actually, that's not true. I'm excited to be doing Hotline League, but man, I am just lacking motivation at the start of the year. I don't know about anybody else, but like, I just, like, I, I enjoyed the vacation. And then this past weekend I was in Palm Springs and I, I just didn't want to come back. I wanted to keep hanging out, playing video games, and sitting in the jacuzzi. But I'm joined I, right now by my constant co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm enjoying the first five minutes of this broadcast more than I thought I would. I don't know what that I means. I thought I was not going to... Oh, I didn't think I wanted to be here at all. Oh, but good. I had a good time for the first five minutes. Let's see if we can keep yeah, that Yeah, cool. Well, it's a momentum <laughs> that I need to keep going throughout the next 365 days, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That ball does not have very much momentum uh, out the gate, and it's just going to keep losing it. Yeah, exactly. Mark is moving. For those uh, wondering about the microphone situation, mm. Mark's moving, and so he's going to have his new setup in the microphone back up. Uh, hopefully next week, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, assuming I don't fuck up the internet situation yeah. like I did when I moved here the first time. Uh, but yeah, the guy on that wall, that one behind me, the guy who lives on the other side of that wall is a douchebag, and he plays his music all day extremely loudly and we told him like hey we can hear that would you mind turning it down a little bit or maybe just like lowering the subwoofer doesn't give a fuck uh so we broke our lease and we're moving nice well i'm sure your landlord loves the fact that this guy's we just gave him a people. fat wad of cash yeah probably oh, you had to give him a fat wad of cash <laughs> yeah it was like an early termination clause Ugh. the worst yeah. Well, on the one hand, maybe they're not happy because we're awesome tenants who just don't do anything but sit indoors and play games yeah. quietly to ourselves. Well, except when I yell on this show, I'm probably pretty loud. How was your break? Uh, it was really, really good. I forgot how long it's been since we did this. Um, it's been like three I weeks, biggest, I think. Yeah, I don't know what I did. Did our white elephant happen before or after our last episode? I, I don't remember. Twitch chat, do you remember if I complained about Travis's white elephant? Oh, no, already? I think you did. I, I feel like I might have. I talked about how I wanted to do a secret mutiny behind your back for the next one. That's right. Okay, so we did. So basically, other than that, uh, I went home for the holidays, back to Boston with Ashley. It was her first time on the East Coast. We went to Salem. She's a big spooky fan of everything, and so she really likes seeing Salem. Um... We hung out with my family a lot. I got them to watch Promise Neverland. It was the first anime that stuck. I always like whenever I see my family, like their their tax for having to see me is that they have to watch at least one or two episodes of an anime. Um, and so I got them to watch Promise Neverland, and it was the first time that like we finished the second episode. And my dad and my sister were like, "Well, we can watch some more." And like we watched four episodes every night and finished the first season uh, before I came home. So uh, it was actually a pretty good trip. Better than it usually is when I go home alone. It streaks in the chat after hard flaming me today on Twitter. I'm still a little salty. What do you hard flame you for? I don't want to get into it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'll just get into it myself then. All right, whatever. 
since you didn't ask me about my break, my break was fine. I thought you were going to do it on your own. You don't need prompting. Um, no, I like a uh, little, little sad uh, news, but I had a uh, member of the family pass. I think I might've told you this on. Yeah. I think you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. And so, so that was kind of weird uh, just cause it's like families dealing with that stuff. And so I'm actually going to potentially miss like one of the beginning uh, first weeks of LCS to, to go to uh, a memorial service or whatever. But other than that, everything was pretty nice. Uh, the the Palm Springs trip, which I took, which I know you're salty about not going to, but you and Broden and I will probably do another one in the next, I don't know, it's March or April or something like that. We can do it again. And uh, and that was quite nice. I went out there with Nick and Kelby, had a good time, and just did chilled. Did you beat all those games you played, or did you just play them? Uh, I beat, well, some of them are not beatable, right? Like TFT or Total War, but... Well, right, but I meant like I saw Disco Elysium. Yeah, I did not there. beat Disco Elysium. I've beaten. Is it good? Okay. So, Disco Elysium, people are uh, just, you know, Mark is referring to a tweet that I made where I was talking about all these games I played during the break. I want to like Disco Elysium, but it is, man, and I like reading and I like point and click games uh, for reading stuff, but it is, it is very verbose. There are times where I'm just sitting there like, I don't want to read this giant wall of text. So, I, I, I don't know. I think. The game seems really good. I just I, I have a hard time getting into it more than the I don't know three or four hours that I played. So, if they had Norman Reedus monologuing to you, though, it'd be easier. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. Or Hideo Kojima like vomiting images into your eyes. Yes, for an hour before you could touch the controller. No, but it was good. Um, looks like there's a I, I want to say there's a bidding war on bits in my channel, but it looks like it's actually just a couple people throwing hundred bits out. Either way, uh, let's actually just talk about stuff. League of Legends. I'm down for a little bit more free foam. Uh, did you see their thing about how they communicate the Reddit post? Oh, the... I thought that one was pretty did cool. Did he make a Reddit? Was it on Reddit? Oh, I, I guess it wasn't a Reddit It was a tweet was chain, a tweet right? Thread. So we're talking about yeah, uh, tweet Cactopus chain. tweeted about how they were super nervous. And I knew this um, beforehand, but it... So it, it wasn't super new news to me, but... Um, but yeah, just the fact that like how nervous they were about releasing mobile games and and a what was the other one? It was mobile and oh, card game it too. Was TFT. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was Rentera too because they had literally it was coming out of Artifact and Diablo Immortals over Diablo. Is it Immortal? Yeah, Diablo Immortal. Yeah, Immortal. Over the past uh, time, did you see by the way that? Wyatt Chang, the guy who was on stage and did the whole "Don't you guys have phones?" thing, yeah. actually replied to Cactopus and was like, "Hey, this was really good." Blah blah blah. I didn't see that, but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't like, man, fuck them for using like my. Yeah, no, they had, it was a good, it was a good interchange. If anybody wants to go see that, they can go find. Oh, thank you for the six hundred bits. Uh, if anybody wants to go see that, they can go find it on the on. I think it's Ryan Rigney. But I don't know if what his Twitter is. Uh, oh no, it's R.K. Rigney. Yeah, he was tweeting about how they announced risky slash controversial video games, and that's how they felt about the mobile and card game stuff, and how it, they ended up making it work out really well. So it's just an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. Sure. What do you want to talk about with the game? Um, no, I mean I was just saying we can just hop into the show. Oh, I thought you were saying you wanted to talk broadly about the game before getting into topics. You made it sound like there was something on your mind. Oh, no, no, no. I just, I'm, we can actually <laughs> talk about League because we've been talking about all this other stuff for a bit. My cat, there's, 
like a little space underneath my TV stand when yeah. he was a kitten. He slid in real easy, and he's getting bigger. And he just went full sprint, sprint into slide, and he didn't make it. Just domed Big. right here. Um, all right. Well, okay, let's get buddy? into this as I find as I learn that Streamlabs won't let me access my thing without logging in for some reason. That's a little strange. Uh, anyway, Mark. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for this episode of Hotline League? Because this is, this is now at the end of the last year. We had a lot of people that wanted to talk about predictions for this year or things they wanted in 2020, and we were like, no, no, you have to. This is a retrospective. But now, well, this is the whole point of this show, and everybody get ready for your takes and all that stuff. We want to hear not necessarily your prediction, like, oh, I think that. Optic will place fifth or fourth or something. Oh, not Optic, uh, Mortals. Because we're going to do that in about a week or two. We got some time before LCS starts. But I do want to hear just here. Let's let's go throw out some crazy predictions. Like you think to this year will be the last year of two splits or something for LCS. Or you think that this year will be the year that North America wins. Or you think that... Uh, you know, riots, esports stuff will stop being as big because they're going to dedicate a bunch of stuff to Project A and I don't know, Rintera. I don't know. Just throw throw out, just come up with something interesting. All right, like what's what's been on your mind lately as you've been thinking about twenty twenty and League of Legends and esports and and teams and orgs and what's don't, going on and let us know. Don't give us spring preseason power rankings. Give us something a little bit broader for the year. You know. So like I was saying before, Europe maybe falls from grace. Maybe NA bounces back. Maybe Korea bounces back. Maybe China falls from grace. You know, some kind of bigger prediction stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there was an interesting... So Blake Robbins, who's an investor in 100 Thieves, he tweets a lot about random shit. And so... Yeah, he's one of the good people to follow for just like, I'm not that connected to the real world, and this guy has interesting things going on in business. But he did something, which was, uh, I'll throw it up on the screen right now, an eSports predictions for 2020. I'll put a link in the chat, too. And Good. now this yeah. is not just League of Legends-oriented, but he talks a lot about, like, streaming and where he thinks a lot of the stuff is going to head. And I was reading through it. And some of it I agree with a lot, and some of it I don't. Uh, so, for instance... And some of it is not that big of bold. He's like, esports viewership will in 2020 will continue to break records and be the best year yet. Okay, well, it's been up every year, so it's fine to to predict that. But in other areas, he says, like, League of Legends and Fortnite have been planting seeds throughout 2019 to leverage their IP as a metaverse, as a metaverse and platform. In 2020, we'll see both invest heavily in building out pure platform plays which is kind of like what riot forge is if people have been following along with that but yeah there's a lot of different things in here he kind of he kind of flames overwatch league over overwatch league will be largely considered a failure amongst team owners and investors given the high upfront investment that everyone uh committed i expect 2020 to be the year that overwatch switches to free to play in an effort to increase the players i don't think that they will go free to play but i do think that it'll be considered a failure this year i'm just happy that not more league people have invested into or league teams have invested into it. Anyway, hopefully we've got some takes that are starting to flow into the Pleb Topics channel. 
Um, but we'll uh, see. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it before and you have a take like this that we've been talking about and you want to talk about stuff, go ahead and join up. I'm spamming Discord link in Twitch chat. Go uh, click that link. When you get there, join the Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls to Voice channel. Uh, once you're in there, you can mute your microphone. You're just going to hang out in there. Uh, you type your topics up in the Pleb Topics text channel with the little pound key next to it. Um, put whatever it is you want to talk about. If I like your take, I will drag you from the Pleb Calls voice channel into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to come on. We'll do a quick mic check, and then we'll pull you onto the on-air to discuss. I tapped somebody. I, put, I brought them into the, the room. I, I saw a take that I liked. Uh, by the uh, way, guys, again, just to reiterate, we're looking for sort of high-level stuff, less like team predictions. Like I see somebody in there predicting the top three teams for a spring split. We're going to save or those like for like maybe players. the week before before LCS starts. But right now, I want to hear what are your broad-level, broad, broad high-level takes for 2019 as we get into this. All right, cool. I'll go grab the first person. Okay, cool. And while Mark is doing that, uh, thank you to... Rolled Animal, Calendar Guy 523, Wrist Nubs Gaming, Naked Homeless Man, Hit Streak, Andy, who, Hit Streak, who's just trying to get back in my good races, Andy 3241, Halo Mka, C Caroline, HS Durkey 223, Cheesecake G, Aristria 9 Axiom, Axel95 and Burnt Cooter. Burnt Cooter who joins us for an entire year. Thank you, Burnt Cooter. Thank you everyone for the subs. Grazeview is here. Grazeview, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Quad Cities in Iowa. Quad Cities in Iowa. Is that like the name or is that like a region? Or are there actually four cities? Yeah, it's right on the Mississippi River. It's uh, two cities in Iowa, two cities in Illinois. It's a uh, region... Of five cities in the U.S., states of Iowa and Illinois, Davenport and Bettendorf in southeastern Iowa, and Rock Island, Moline, and East Moline in northwestern Illinois. There's five <laughs> cities, but it's called Quad Cities. Yeah, it Bettendorf grew really fast and became the fifth city, and then they just never changed the name. Uh, it's kind of like an anime. <laughs> if you had an anime about urbanization. We're starting yeah, off 2020 strong on this show. All right, uh, uh, Crazy, what do you want? What's your take? Uh, my take is LCS is going to be the exact same. Uh, two strong teams at the top with Cloud9, TL, third team that might be disappointing at Worlds, and then either one team makes it out in the, of group stages or they all flame out again. Um, and I can get more into why I think that's going to happen. I uh, if you guys want to jump on that, or do you want me to go no, ahead? No, it's and talk fine. About I think reason? so. You, you're just to reiterate. You think, uh, and I, I think we're trying to avoid too many team predictions. But you said mm -hmm. TL and C9 at the top. What do you? Yeah. It sounds like you just think generally think that the rest of LCS hasn't improved, is what I'm guessing. Well, I think he's saying the the entire league hasn't mm -hmm. had significant changes. It'll be largely the same. Of like the teams who are great are still great but it's still not good enough kind of thing, right? Yeah, and I, I don't see anything changing. I don't see any exciting academy changes that can happen. I don't see any exciting prospects. I know Mark talked a lot about go find that next Chovy in Korea. Go find that next big player in China. And I, I just look in academy, and I don't think there was that big change that anyone was talking about. So we're going to be stuck with 
10 teams again where there really hasn't been much change. There's been some shuffling of rosters, but overall it's just going to be the same thing we've been looking at for years. Mark, do you have a take on that? Uh, I think it depends. <laughs> no, I think, I think it depends on TL. I think that's what it comes down to is if they're going to do better, like you said, maybe one team, well, I guess if you say one team gets out, I would still call that an improvement from this year though because it was pretty depressing. It's like, I think TL should have the firepower to get out of groups, and like, in theory, depending on their matchup in quarters, win one. Um, but I think I kind of agree with the rest of the take. Maybe TSM is the team that if things work out, because what are most people predicting for top three teams? It's it's like you're saying, TL, C9, and then was it EG is one of the ones that a lot of people are predicting to do well? Or, yeah, or, it, or TSM, or, right? Yeah, if Dardock works. Yeah, Sorry. it's like, I think Dardock TSM is, is like the hope for shaking things up a lot. Um, CLG, 100 Thieves, they'll have like a chance to do well, but I don't, I'm not really a, a too big of a believer on them. So, and, and then the other thing that's a big chance to shake it up is, is like Broxa, but those mm -hmm. are all still like more domestic shakeups to me than, than international, like your point is, you know, about... And there's a chance that, that that blows up in their faces with Broxa if it yeah that's what I'm there's saying. not like that injury. That's what I meant by I don't think I don't think Broxa for Smithy makes that team substantially better. Or I don't think it will. But, and I think it has a higher chance of going wrong. You know, I wonder if we're I just getting to a point where the Western leagues are maturing to a point where you know it's just we're not gonna see much movement because Somebody, or it was Bwipo, I think. Bwipo, in an interview with me during All-Stars, I asked him, what does he, what did he think about Broxa joining TL and joining and coming to North America? And he said, well, if it's completely fine, he understands why EU players leave, because if you're not on a Fnatic or G2, you're not going to win in the LEC. And it certainly seems that I mean, way, right? Just based off past results yeah. and going into this year, it feels like, again, those are going to be the top teams. And... I wonder if we're going to start to see C9 and TL start to solidify. I guess we had TSM in the finals last year too, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I see what he's saying. I mean, like the one thing you can bet on is that nothing stays the same forever, you know? It's like at some point, um, I bet some other team other than Fnatic or G2 rises up. But even un until then, you know, like to Whippo's point, if it's not for another two years because G2 looks insanely stacked, then why would you go to like the fourth place European team Yeah, when you can probably get paid more, go to worlds and even win domestically. If you go to NA, I guess. Yeah. And go ahead, Grace. And I mean like the whole competition thing, I understand, but from a success, you know, success standpoint, you'll have a better time joining TL. Sorry, my dogs. Um, the other big thing was I was reading the article uh, by uh, Jacob Wolf today talking about the differences in uh, the players that are playing at each level. And right. there were 24 new players to the LEC. The majority of them are regional uh, from the regional leagues this year. And there was, what, 10 unique ones, uh, new ones coming to the LCS, only one rookie. And most of the new players coming into Academy are from Oceania, the Oceanic region, which I'm not trying to diss on the Oceanic region. I, I like their style of play. I think they're fun to watch, but I don't think that's going to bring us large amounts of exciting new talent. And so the academy just seems to be filled up again with 
you know, some, maybe a couple of exciting young players, but not anything that's going to change. And yet Europe, I think a reason why they're getting so big is, or why they're pulling so far ahead is all the exciting young talent they have. Yeah, I, yeah, your take is a little depressing. We're starting off the call with a very bleak thing, which is basically like everything this year will be the same, and you don't need to watch anything because you'll have the same teams winning finals and then disappointing well, at Worlds. I thought Cloud9 tried with uh, their academy team at the beginning. I think they had they signed a player named Knight and uh, Dragon Min Kim, and then now neither of those players are with the academy roster anymore. From what I heard, yeah, they were. I think it wasn't. Didn't one of them tweet that they were like looking for stuff while they were in Korea? I, I it was kind of weird. I, I don't know what happened there, but it seems I like didn't follow this at all. Yeah, yeah. Knight was on the roster for only a few days, and then he tweeted something, and it got about him looking for a new roster, and then it got deleted, and then it came back up again. And there was rumors that he just wasn't gelling with the team, so they went different ways. And then Dragon Min Kim had some weird, um accusations i'm sure twitch chat would know more about it um but i heard he wasn't with the team anymore but that's things i read on reddit so take that with a grain of salt i wish i had something but, to add to add or explain to any of this but i have been playing video games so i i've been, I, I've been you know i need to everybody can help catch me up i guess but that was the sad thing i thought there was finally organizations you know taking chances and i like Shernfire to uh TL is a little exciting, but still, I, I was excited about Knight coming in. I thought that was a player. I thought he was a Chinese nationality, you know, a player maybe higher technical skills that could be look look forward to in the future. And now he's not on the team. Oh, I see. Uh, on the Cloud9 subreddit, and again, this is just pure speculation, but people on the Cloud9 subreddit are saying that uh, Dragon Min Kim got accused of win trading on Twitter. So hmm. I don't know what happened there. Uh -huh. But then other I mean, people are following up saying that that was back in July. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I agree overall. I mean, it's like I, I saw the Jacob Wolf tweet an article about the numbers for NA. And like I had run them. Uh, I don't know if, if people remember. I, I In one of the hotline leagues, I showed yeah. our new player turnover compared to Europe from 2017 to 2019. And like its ratio was the same as like, the discrepancy in our player pools as well. Right. I was kind of like, see, we're finding talent at roughly the same rate. But then this year, it's it took a complete nosedive. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, yes. But also, uh, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I I will not, I, I've used that stat that you brought up, that whole thing, Mark, so many times in conversation with other people like outside of the show or, or behind the scenes because I just think it's so telling about sort of the state of North America. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like in some ways this is, you know, a lot of fans wanted to see teams start taking chances or develop talent or whatever. And I realized that people get annoyed because we imported certain players or whatever. But I'm also pretty excited about uh, just sort of the investments that certain teams are making into Academy because I think that that will hopefully level up the Academy scene, which will hopefully give us more players to start pulling from home, maybe as soon as in, in the summer split. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. That would be a, a a big thing for making this call not feel so depressing. But I will say, GG made one move to academy that I I cannot agree with the coaching decisions they've made over there. I, I'm what was what they do? They brought in Raz. Yes, yes. Who's in the Twitch chat? Which is why I'm trying to to flame him yeah. right now. But yeah, yeah, 
He's a organization kryptonite or yeah, organization poison. I mean, look at the LPL. They did not do well uh, recently while he was over there. So, you know, <laughs> you know, he's they're not going to be great. He tanked the entire English broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I meant just the LPL in general. The oh, league internationally. Uh, like, they... Oh, I thought... I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> they only got one team to the finals. If you think about it that way, it's not very impressive given They've how many people they... only one team to the finals at a time. Yeah, well, there's no improvement <laughs> while he was there. Minus the whole winning. Gray's view. Anything that you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Yeah, uh, Raz, don't listen to him. You you did a fantastic job there. I saw so many of your games. But uh, Mark Z, you're still my favorite uh, analyst. So uh, you got that going for you in 2020. That's because I've learned to use the power of cats. Yeah. I know Grazeview is a dog person, as we learned earlier. Yeah, I got two of them. Look at this pet I'm giving my cat right now and tell me, try and and argue with me. This is the stuff you can't get. It's not going to work. I heard, by the way, I heard uh, Thorin and Dom are starting uh, League of Legends. Uh, Would they call it the Crack House or something? I don't know. I'm sure, which, by the way, I'm sure it's just going to bring in (laughs) tons of sponsors. There's going to be, there are going to be brands just clamoring to. The sponsor. Hey, at least they've maintained their authenticity, unlike us. Oh, somebody! Oh, it's the crackdown. I see. Okay. Oh. Okay, that's a little bit easier to get brands on board with, possibly. I was close enough. Yeah. Well, I'm, all I'm saying is they don't have cats uh, on that that show. I don't think just lazily pawing at a cable. Anyway, thanks, Gracie, for the call. Thanks, guys. Okay, have a good. Right, moving on to the next caller. As soon as Mark can take his hand off the cat and back to the mouse. It's hard, man. It's fuck. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you to TL is Panda for the eight months. Thank you to Smoke a Weed for 509 bits. Joe 42792 for eight months. Hostel Man, Manny Puppet, Muppet, and Montsalicious for 18 months. I forget if I said this on, on air or if I just said it whenever I we were waiting for the show to start, but I lost so many subs taking three weeks off of the stream, so... I appreciate it. it's it's extra courteous I think of all of you who are subbing and a bunch of people gifted subs earlier which I really appreciate Dr. Manhattan first call from Dr. Manhattan in 2020 are you calling from DC yes sir well welcome back to the show uh what do you got for us this time so this one more so applies to LEC and the LCK Uh, Maybe it can apply to NA in the next year or two, but I think part of the problem as far as developing talent, this is just me, and other reasons are why we don't see more talent in regards is I think that there's quite literally not enough spots. And I think that in the next year or two, it's only inevitable that we'll see probably the, I think it's most definitely that in the next year or two, we'll see an expansion of the LEC and of the LCK from like 10 to 12 teams. So I think... What's interesting about that is you listed as there's enough talent to support more teams, which I, I mean, I don't know enough about LCK, obviously. They seem like a pretty good region. But uh, LEC in particular, you know, I know a lot about just because everybody's familiar with their sort of second-tier ecosystem and all the national leagues and all the talent that comes out of there. And I definitely agree that they have the talent to support it. But I think what we need to see are the brands that are there start to grow because I assume, and I, again, I'm not as familiar with sort of the fandom and all that in the, L- in the LEC as I am in LCS, but like how many fans are there for like the bottom six teams, even let's say six, you know, like the majority of the league, it feels like yeah. all the fandom is concentrated probably in Fnatic 
Origin and G2. So. Yeah, I feel like Rogue and Splice have their like little surges in popularity when they do well, but that's... I feel like I don't see Shulk anywhere or... I mean... Giants what or I, anything. Part of... I, I would say one thing that kind of helps EU, and this is just me, and just from the outside looking in from the LEC, is the level... I mean, the level of nationalism you'll see. For example, like, I mean, we see the amount of French people who will, like, follow wherever SOAS goes. Um, I think it's harder in NA simply because these brands, like a lot of the brands that you're talking about, really don't do a good job. And I'm not going to throw out any names, but we know some of the teams that just don't have a good job when it comes to branding in that regard. So I can, I definitely get what you mean right there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I just, I feel like if I'm a commissioner of the league, the talent pool is only one thing that I'm taking into account. The other thing is, by the way, the money split, right? Uh, you get some money that you could share whenever you bring in teams through expansion because you have to pay like an entrance fee of, I don't know, 20, 30 million. But, you know, then you're splitting all this, the sponsorships. These teams aren't sustainable yet. It feels like, like I, I would not be surprised if there would be expansion or if they, they do an expansion, but I feel like it would be a mistake from a business perspective um, to, to do that. Cause I don't know if all those teams are sustainable yet or if they're on the path to it or, what the sponsorship standpoint looks like is, I don't know. That seems rough. Yeah. Like new teams don't really bring in any money um, for the league. They bring it in for themselves maybe. And some players. I guess there's, and... I mean, there's additional stream hours because you're airing more matches theoretically. Cause you've got two more or two more teams in that also have to play. Yeah. I don't know how I am not privy to how the, LCS structures its deals, you know, with their sponsors or LEC for that matter. Right. Um, because if they're not doing anything about hours streamed, then, and it's only about like per broadcast, we'll run this X amount of times, you know, yada, yada, yada. I mean, maybe you can up that, but. Yeah, usually if you're, you could go in and say, hey, you know, whatever, State Farm or whatever, we are going to be. We're going to be airing more content. We like you to pay more, and maybe they do that, but it's still difficult to make up all the the extra money you'd have to go. And I think that's why LPL has done so well, right? So like LPL has expanded a ton. They have an, an incredible amount of teams. I think it's up to eighteen now. Raz would probably know, but I think I think they went up to eighteen now, and that's because they have so like massive, such a massive fan base. They can they can geolocate these different teams into different cities where they'll get, Oh, he said 17 now. That's, that's interesting. I wonder how they handle that from a, it's a prime number. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's just interesting to see how the differences between them, because even if LEC does have a lot of talent, I don't know if they have the infrastructure yet to support all that talent, which is why they should all come over here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I, I ultimately agree with Dr. Manhattan about, like, those leagues probably have enough talent that, um, you know, the extra bottom-dwelling teams that you're kind of adding uh, would still be close enough in skill as well as giving, like, a better practice environment for those players that it, it would be worth it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think ultimately the, the rest of the business part kind of weighs down the idea. Yeah, I don't know too much about the business end of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, I was mainly looking at it from this perspective of like there are like really good like National League players, or you know, there's some players who were former LAC talents that are playing in the National Leagues. And we saw it with like guys like Vander who were on like the Rogue team for like a for like a split before joining. Um, yeah, I'm not like I don't think NA could really support it. Again, that just goes down to the branding mm-hmm. perspective because again, not gonna name drop here, but. Uh, a couple of orgs could probably do a better job as far as their branding. The only ones who have done a good job are probably some of the top teams like TSM, C9, Cutter Thieves, TL. Like outside of them, like what reason is there to be like any of the like? Yeah, there, there's no branding, and we see Golden Guardians trying to do something about that, which I don't know how to feel about that personally. I think I don't know how to feel about it because I'm not from, uh, you know, North California Bay Area, but it seems like they've done a better job than. You know, like the fly quest. I think they they did it better than Clutch did. Of of the teams that have tried to like tie themselves to a location in in league esports, they they're probably the best in North America. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it helps that they have attachments to Golden State Warriors. So right, of course, yeah. Well, either way, thanks for the prediction, Doctor Manhattan. I actually the LCK side of it, I think, is the one that I would believe more. But I I could see LEC doing it, even if they. I mean, it would it would definitely get a lot of excitement going. I think if it was like two new teams, but I think that it would happen at the end of this year. Either way, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say? No, no just appreciate it. Thank, uh, glad to be on the show. First one of twenty twenty, and yeah, hope, hopefully I'll be on many. Yeah. Not on my watch. <laughs> Have a good one. Whoa. All right, moving on to the next caller. If you're just tuning into the show. We are doing 2020 predictions, less around, you know, roster performance or team performance, more about what you expect. And not just predictions, by the way. If there are things that you want to see, if there are things that you would like to see happen in 2020, like, hey, I'd I'd love to see Riot finally do this, all right? I'd love to see teams start to do this or players start to do this. What are you looking for in 2020? It doesn't have to be a prediction. I see Decay. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. I uh, I hope that this might be the year where there's a Texas finals for a spring or summer. Uh, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that is my that is my hope. That is maybe my prediction on this show as we're making 2020 predictions. What uh, what would you like to talk about on the show? I see the king. Uh, I was thinking that with the new teams coming into the league, that Riot needs to focus on growing their viewership for. 20- for for LCS, you mean? Yeah, for esports. Well, so they're—I mean, they are new teams, but they're also kind of replacing the exist the existing teams, and in some cases, they're not new teams, right? So, what why is it? What is it about the the teams being new that you think may, means that Riot needs to grow their viewership? Uh, so not necessarily about the new teams coming in; it's more so with the teams exiting. It can almost be seen as like a failure of the system so i mean i don't know i had a pretty low opinion of three teams exiting within two years of franchising starting yeah so i would actually place the blame less on the league's performance because none of those teams wanted to exit right well maybe clutch did actually we don't know about clutch because that that sale happened and maybe they were uninterested although it seemed like they were pretty uninterested in their team for the two years they were in yeah, but I was going to say also, like, while they might not have wanted to leave, the fact that League, and it's hard to know what's going on in the back end. Maybe they're just so poorly run that they were destined to need need help or get out or whatever and sell. 
ideally you're thinking that with franchising, you're picking these people to be long-term partners because of financial stability and they're, they're going to contribute the whole time and to see them for whatever reason need to leave after yeah. two or three years is, is not, you know, kind of what you were sold on when they proposed franchising. Right. Yeah, and even one of the new teams is a team that you previously rejected. Yes. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Travis, correct me if I'm wrong. This Immortals. No, we've is talked. Not... Yeah, we've talked about it before. This is yeah, an entirely different Immortals. Yeah. The leadership over there is is different and all that stuff. But it's like a different dignitas as well. But yeah. I super agree with Icy, which is that from the outside, it looks really bad when you have three teams brand change within. You have thirty percent of the league brand change within two years of this like maybe one would be okay uh you know you're like okay well we got nine out of ten right but to have 30 percent of the the league turnover it's not a great look so yeah now i don't know if that necessarily means like i don't see if i draw a direct line between that and viewership but i do agree that after what feels like pretty flat years i mean they might say it's up a little bit or down a little bit but generally speaking it doesn't feel like we've seen you okay over there mark it I'm great. I'm listening. Can you finish your thought? <laughs> it doesn't you seem. Not get distracted. It doesn't seem. Well, you, I just there's a cat attacking. Um, it doesn't <laughs> seem as though we're gonna. I don't know. I, I just it, it would be good to see viewership increase. Well, I, like, I feel like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna keep on with the whole like how it fluctuates. I think we've seen enough evidence now that your viewership for your league drastically fluctuates based off um obviously the package of the broadcast and how they're doing it um but also just the actual storylines that kind of naturally emerge um like g2 being that good well you know yes it was the first year of lac rebroadcasts or uh, rebranding and that would have helped their broadcast no matter what but i think the fact that they had such a great team that was actually internationally competitive that had great personalities that made you want to follow. Like, I think that that pushed it over the edge way more than you would have seen just from a traditional rebrand. Um, and I think that speaks uh, maybe to some of what you're saying in North America, where coming off a bad year, we feel kind of stagnant. TL is probably still the best team, yada, yada, yada. Um, that is a bit of a concern for me is, is how kind of the natural ebbs and flows that come with performance and, storylines will affect north american viewership yeah also i feel like uh maybe fans that aren't super interested in the league like viewership is just something easy for them to attach to so higher viewership numbers typically look better to someone that's uninformed yeah i mean yeah i i mean the nice thing is i feel pretty confident that the league has stabilized right that i, I think I was feeling a little nervous in 2018 when Fortnite was on the rise and league viewership was going down and I worried, you know, because I think everybody always kind of wonders because this is the first time any of this has ever existed. You know, is there a point in time where this downturns and goes away? But it feels right. like we're in a pretty stable situation. Yeah, well, that's that's what you're thinking about, like the ebbs and flows. It's like until you've gone through it a couple times, when it's when you're kind of coming off a peak, you're like, oh god, we're dying, right. <laughs> you know. Which was like 2015. North America had insane storylines. We're in MSG. It's the first time we're really getting that big. And then 2016 kind of comes around. It's like best threes, and it was like kind of cool for a little bit, and then it it started dropping. And then I think 2016 was the year that we had the 
no teams get out of NA or out of out of Worlds, right? Right. I think maybe that's twenty fifteen. It was twenty fifteen. We didn't have any teams get out. It was at yeah, it was so like twenty fifteen Europe that, Worlds. That kind of curbed it into twenty sixteen with like the best of threes, kind of bringing it down. Then twenty seventeen was like a horrible year. I think the worst year for for viewership. Um, but like now that we've kind of come back up, you're like, oh, you know, these kinds of fluctuations are going to happen. Yeah, I think the franchising stuff helped actually, um, because you started to have, even though we've seen some turnover, you started to have some stability. The other thing is, I, I think IC Decay to your to your broader point though about wanting to do the viewership stuff. I actually feel as though Riot has not put, made like a concerted effort in these past year couple of years to increase viewership. Like it's hard to look at things that they have done with LCS and say like, this was, this was done in the spirit of getting new people, more people to come in, more people to come back. You know, like there haven't been great marketing efforts, uh, at the start of last year. And I'm hoping Riot doesn't do the same thing they did last year, but I was incredibly critical of their lack of hype for the beginning of LCS, uh, last year. How dare you insult my host, my other host, and his excellent piece of promotional material. Yeah. Well, uh, look, I'd put it this way. I do not think that Riot should be making things that Travis Gafford Industries can make. I think they should be making the videos to promote the start <laughs> of the split put it. that are better than what my company could make. Um, was, actually, it was an amazing creative direction that that piece was where they just wiped the NA away. Yes. Like that whole, I love that whole piece, but yeah, it's not, <laughs> that can be filmed. Yeah, you could, it was you humorous and cute, but it did not get anyone, I think, particularly hyped for the start of LCS. So, yeah, so actually, that was one of my main points was that Riot should do more to help like increase viewership, and I feel like there's a lot they could do to do so. Do you have and any ideas? Be, I'm curious. Uh, so I feel like a lot of fans get attached to star players pretty easily. Like, I mean. NFL, I'm from Houston, so like J.J. Watt or James Harden from the NBA. I feel like they could easily embed like player interviews or streams from like third-party content into the actual league client for fans that maybe play league but don't necessarily watch the LCS. So like they don't they don't know how to get into it, and that could probably help. Yeah, I'd be curious about that too. They used to stick a lot of LCS stuff into the client, and I feel like. As time has gone on, there's been more stuff competing for clients' space from Riot. Well, there's in-game tabs. Like when you first launch the client, there's like uh, the patch notes tabs right. and all that. They Nexus, Overview, etc. They could just have one dedicated to esports or like esports content. From they Square. could have an auto-playing stream in the client. That, when no, you Overwatch? Yeah. That's, that's one way to increase viewership. I don't know if we like that way. I think that's a bad idea. We don't like that way? I'm not a fan. I mean, it, sticking an esports tab in would be nice, but also if people aren't interested in esports, they're not going to click that tab. So that's kind of part of the problem. But I do think that there yeah. are probably ways in the client to do more stuff. And they've started to do, they, admittedly, actually, I should take back what I said before about Riot not doing things to increase viewership because they have done like the passes that you can get, like the viewership viewing passes and all that stuff. Um, pro, well, pro view is more designed at the hardcore. No, I meant like the uh, the team passes and. Yeah, I know, I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to add that. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, and they're good about like marketing world's content in the client, but like for like the normal LCS, I don't remember all that much going into it. 
like they have the pop-ups that say oh this match is starting this match is starting they have watch rewards as well yeah i mean i just feel like i don't know including like a travis gafford interview that sounds like a good no 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 i think that's a great idea more more analysts i see decay you're a, a brilliant man and I just I mean, appreciate he's on the right track. The I think he just needs a little bit more fine tuning in his direction. You know, it's a good throw start, hotline but... league in the client. Oh, you know what? You're right. You know what? That's what you should be auto playing in the client hotline league. Yeah. Blue essence for watching hotline league. Yeah. You would need to give them like straight money to sit through this crap. Just, here's money. Just, <laughs> <thank you. laughs> Please don't leave. I think, uh, I wonder, like, how, like, does Riot feel like they've been obnoxious with their marketing? And what does an obnoxious game plan look like? You know, like, if you were going to take it to the extreme, because, like, auto playing Twitch stream and client is what I think what most people would consider an obnoxious strategy. Um, and I think people kind of attack the idea of it for viewership in- inflation and, you know, like, trying to rig Twitch viewership. But, to be honest, it's also one of the most effective, like, here, it's on your screen, you're watching it. Did you get hooked before you fucked off and did what you meant to do when you showed up? Like, that's basically, you know, what a lot of YouTube stuff is and, like, TikTok and those kinds of things where they just, like, they just jam it in your face and try and hook you before you go and do something else. Yeah, it would be yeah, interesting they if be... they did for, like, the opening weekend. They had it play, yeah. and they didn't use, like, the Twitch player. Or the YouTube player, so there was no chance of viewership, but they streamed it just themselves with like a video client, and right, and yeah. just so did something you're, you're, to yeah. You're getting the eyeballs on it because that's what you really like. As much as it sounds like you're like yeah, viewership metrics. I think it's a mature enough product at this point that they're not trying to like. It's not like the first of a H1Z1 series that needs its viewership spike to look legit. Like you know, like you can just. You just want to get the the eyeballs in front of your millions of players. Do we have any call yeah, any yeah. any people in the waiting room, Mark, waiting to talk about the schedule or anything? Yes. Okay, cool. Then I will wait for that. I was gonna say they don't have to be as aggressive as having an autoplay, but at least give players the option to launch it from there. Yeah. Just just something to get more I think eyes they, on they had it. That in the past, I know. Yeah, for the LCS games, they have the pop ups that'll launch it, but like I'm talking more like third party content. Oh, for right, like, right, right, right to right. drive interest to pro play hey thanks so much ICDK for the call anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller yeah shout out to Travis thank you I appreciate you didn't shout out Mark have a good one <laughs> alright <laughs> on to the next caller Mark you don't want to do a, a break Oh, we can this do a break. Like prime Travis break time, isn't it? You know what? That's right. Let's do it. Sorry, I'm just, I'm still, still getting back into it. You forgot how to do this? Listen, everyone, I want to shout out Alienware. So Alienware right now is at CES, as some of you may know. And tomorrow, if you're watching this live, they've already teased it, but they're going to show some stuff tomorrow. They have a, a, uh, a show happening at january 7th which is tomorrow at 10 a.m pacific at ces so you can tune in there they've got information over on their twitter page but i want to show you guys something really interesting that they teased ahead of the show tomorrow i go ahead and throw this in they make some cool stuff this is maybe the more wild thing that i've seen so far so they have made i don't know mark you probably haven't even heard about this yet they made 
a what a lot of people are saying alienware's not saying this because i don't know if they're legally allowed to a switch like an alienware switch <laughs> it, it's literally a mobile pc and the the controllers coming come off on the side i saw one outlet was covering it that you can c- combine the controllers into a single pad and it's a pc you can load up like your existing steam library you can run steam games on it and just play it on on the go it's just like you don't even need to buy the switch anymore you can just play all your pc games with this thing so it's a concept they call it concept ufo they're unveiling it tomorrow i actually don't have any information about it didn't they unveil it tonight no they've teased it they've teased it so they said watch the official unveiling tomorrow january 7th at 10 a.m pacific so i i don't know i think that that's crazy uh, and I am super excited to tune in tomorrow to see more about it. The other thing they announced is, and I'll I'll throw this up on the screen as well, a new monitor. Because uh, I know, you know, obviously a lot of you probably use Alienware monitors. I use them. But maybe you're in the I mood for something. Yeah, Mark uses one. Maybe you're in the mood for something a little bigger. 25 inches now with 240 hertz. That's very loud. I apologize, headphone users. For the, I did not anticipate Twitter to blast that. The Twitch chat's gonna freak out in a second. Um, <laughs> sorry, 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 Twitch chat. I apologize. Got him. This is what Travis and I do. We sit and we go to lunches and we plan how to fuck with you guys next. Yeah. Gotcha. Regardless, Alienware's got some cool stuff. They're over at CES. If you're attending CES, be sure to go check out. I believe the Dell experience. I unfortunately will not be there this year. Uh, it was there last year. But they've got some cool stuff that they're showing off, including that device. They also announced a second screen where you can turn your phone into something that helps you monitor your CPU, GPU, and RAM stats in real time. they got some cool stuff over there. So go check them out. Go check out their Twitter, Alienware, twitter.com slash Alienware. If you want to uh, to purchase some stuff, you want to check out their stuff it's a big big deal for me it's really helpful you guys go to alienware.com slash travis hit that link up super helpful i put it in the chat it's in the description on the youtube video we love alienware they've done a whole lot of cool stuff and uh we're hoping to to have more we can talk about with them in the next couple months anyway back to the show oh back to the show yeah. oh, i was really enjoying that that little break where you didn't have to do anything yeah yeah oh Steve says CES and Hotline League. Steve, are you at CES? They didn't bring me out. I don't know what that says about my renewal, but I'm hoping it... uh... Rip. (laughs) We're going to find out soon. Anyway, yes. Uh, Steve just said, Travis, do you see their CES product announcements? Yes, Steve. We were just talking about them. I like the fact that you weren't here seemingly. You just showed up. You heard me talking about Alienware, and you showed up in the chat too. To help me plug this like stuff. There's an alarm that goes off. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Twitch chat, for that. Mark, you gonna go grab another caller? Okay, that's why I'm asking. You start talking to Steve. I didn't want to. I'm killing time. All right. Muntzalicious, Hostile Man Muppet, Cheeto 18, Purple Ray Q, 21 months, the Mo- the Modem 81, Wild for 14 months. And Steve, for 23 months, Steve just, uh, 
Steve's one month away from two years of being a sub. I really appreciate that. It's very nice of him. Danksor is here. Welcome back to the show, Danksor. Glad to have you here in 2020. Where are you calling from? Calling from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm glad to be back. Jacksonville, Florida. Welcome back to the show. What do you want to talk about on the show? What's your prediction or your hope for this year? Uh, so it's a little different than the other callers. What I want to talk about is what I want to see from Riot in the next decade, specifically with uh, League. In the next decade. Okay, we were talking about 2020, but maybe you heard Big 2020s. Dreams, what, would you like too, in, what would you like of the 2020s? All right. So, so The next I, 10 years. Take me through it. Well, I don't know about 10 years, but at you least the next what decade. I just want. Well, it's good. we're going to lead to it, lead to it, right? Okay. So basically... You know, I would like to think, you know, other games such as Overwatch, CSGO, I would say they're pretty modern. While in League, we are basically Neanderthals communicating with sticks and stones, you know, grunts with, with uh, you know, pings. And, you know, it's 2020 now. I think there should be at least voice chat or voice chat coming There's real soon. And solo queue. We we need it. We need at least be able to. We need to at least be able to communicate with uh, our teammates. Like, there's just so much information that it's really impossible to be able to play correctly with just pings alone. And, and you mean not like the opt-in voice chat that exists, right? You mean like forced open everyone mic voice chat until they mute? Yeah, or they could just not join too. Well, doesn't that? Well, don't they have like the? That's only if you're in a party. That's only if you're in party. Like, oh, if you're like, okay. He's saying well, he yeah, wants. I, I I can understand your confusion, Mark, because who in their right mind would ever suggest that you should just be thrown into a call with four strangers in solo queue in League of Legends of all games? Quickly mute and not be a part of. Yeah. Exactly. It, it just really reminds me of. Uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with like Nintendo. And, you know, they don't really have, like, any form of, like, competitive ranking systems for, like, Smash Bros. Or, like, mm -hmm. there's no way to, like, communicate with, like, friends as well, like, over voice chat, over, like, the Switch, for example. Or, you know, like, it's really it's a really crappy way to, like, be able to talk to other people. It just, it just reminds me of that. And I think that, you know, a lot of the issues with League uh, currently from talking to other people, my own experiences, that it feels almost as if, like, a lot of the times, it's almost like glorified babysitting sometimes in solo queue. And I think a lot of the frustrations people have sometimes are simply comes from miscommunication. I mean, like, you know, you think someone's going to do a play, you can't read their mind, you know, and they, they do something different and, you know, both people get upset. Well, like, if you could just truly just communicate, you know, what you think, what you want to do, I think it'd be a lot less headache, a lot less flaming. And, you know, I, I think there just needs to be like some form of like different direction. Like, I remember with Riot Light. The whole thing was, you know, toxicity, you know, in the chat. And like, that's been, that's been resolved, pre I would say pretty, pretty fairly. And I think, um, you know, getting rid of also like the AFKing or people, you know, who think that they could just, you know, not type anything, but, you know, play a certain way. I know it's really harder to police something. I'm not paid the big bucks at right to figure this stuff out. But I think at minimum, like if you were to send like a manual ticket with like proof, I think there should be also like harsher punishments and like things like that, like moving forward to make it a much more desirable community to play. Because sometimes it's really difficult for me to convince other people to like even try a league from my own experiences that it's just like, it's sometimes like pretty emotionally, uh, emotionally, mentally exhausting sometimes to play. I think one part of me wants to believe that it would help 
you know, because like having to type some of the shit that, or having to say out loud the stuff that people type, you know, they they wouldn't be able to do it. And maybe no. it was just like hearing a voice to make them chill out a little bit more. But at the same time, it's also really, really, really obnoxious when you have like one of those people where you're trying to be serious and they just get on and they troll and like trolling people and overly aggressive people like as annoying they are when you're typing they're like 10 times more annoying when they're in my ears so i think i i'm I'm kind of in the the like it should just be up to the person you know because maybe someone is like you and they're they're willing to put up with some of that stuff and they'll try and be the good like team captain role and you know they should have that ability to be that and then people like me can just mute everyone as soon as i get in yeah, I or, or leave it leave it open and then mute as soon as the bad stuff starts because that's how I was with like CS:GO and, and like the shooters because like sometimes you get in a lobby and people are just fucking hilarious and you have like the time of your life. Uh, I had a couple of those in Overwatch too, and you're already playing Overwatch too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I do miss like those kinds of interactions where you just end up in a great lobby out of nowhere. But you know, I I think. For people like Dan Zor, you know, having the option when they're tryharding to try hard another element that is very important in League, it does change the skill set of Solikia, you could argue, but who really cares? Yeah, I worry that... I just feel like Riot has been has taken such a stance on toxicity and handling it and trying to improve it and all that stuff. I worry that they would not release a public voice chat solution for public games until they feel like they've got some sort of crazy technology that can actively monitor it or record it and people can report it or something like that. What about their attack shooter? Are they just not going to have voice comms in a, in a attack shooter? That's such a good point. Right? Yeah. Like, once it comes out for that, don't you just kind of have to put it in league? Like, why would you not? I Wow, I had not even thought about that. That's such yeah, a good I point. I haven't thought about that either. <laughs> I, yeah, that's crazy. Mark, good job. Yeah. You're off to a good start this year. I'm killing it, dude. I just got to have a coffee every time. We have to take three weeks between each episode. And I might be a useful part of the show. Thank God. All right. Yeah, so it would be memed if they don't have a voice voice chat and a shooter. So maybe voice chat. Did you have another thing that you want? You said all these big things as if you had a lot of stuff you wanted them to well i actually think that there should be i like the idea of clash but i think that the next step for them and i and I, this is probably w really difficult for them to do would be trying to get more land tournaments uh started or, or partner up with something or some other company that does a lot of land tournaments because i think of my own local scene uh here in florida and I would say like two, three years ago, we used to have a lot of land tournaments all throughout the state. And I would say probably within like one year, there's probably like 10 different, like pretty big land tournaments you can go to as a team and like compete for you know money or just like, you know, bragging rights throughout the state. But now uh, I would say in 2019, I, if, if, I'm, if I'm correct, there is only probably about like two to three land tournaments throughout the entire year and like big ones near you. And you it just seems well in my state, in my state, in Florida. And so it feels like it's slowly like I'm not, I'm not saying dying, but it just feels like leagues getting. I, I feel like leagues getting bigger, but the esports scene itself isn't necessarily um, isn't necessarily like growing. If that makes sense. Gotcha. 
Like I, I think there should. I saw this really interesting Reddit post about high, like high schoolers and you know leagues growing in high schools and whatnot. But I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, this this is something I don't know how Riot would do, be able to incorporate more lands. But I think just seeing more events, or even like seeing something like um, what's the what's the thing that Blizzard has? They have a they have a giant uh thing every single year. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, BlizzCon. Yeah, something like that for Riot. <laughs> I think would be really cool. I feel like that has to be coming in the in the next decade when when these other games start coming out. Maybe, but I also I feel like they're so big on, like the, I think feel like they'd only do it whenever they feel like they can move it every year to a different location. And I assume they'd attach it to like worlds. I don't know. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh yes, yeah, so it moves. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, I was I was just doing the same thing as you. Just being like, oh, that's a cute idea, Travis. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've thought about how they would do BlizzCon before, so... I... I think if if you're saying you want to see more local play, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, they had... They partnered with Super League Gaming for a while. I don't know if Super League Gaming still does that stuff where they had, like, city-based leagues. They, I think uh, DreamHack does some League of Legends stuff. There's stuff out there. I just, uh, I, maybe it's not near you, but if you'd like to see more of it, I can understand why. Yeah, it, it just seems like it's just been like uh, diminishing over the years, especially with like uh, Florida, for example, is like one of the top places in the entire world for like FGC games, you know? So it's just pretty, I don't know, it's just pretty weird to see like all these other esports like thriving in, in the state, but for a League, for example, it's just like slowly dying. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's dying, but maybe there's just oh, yeah. less lands in your area. Yeah, yeah, less land, less lands in the area. I mean, it's always like some aspects can die without the whole game, you know, like oh. maybe the local scene, yeah, like the local yeah. scene thing. I it I mean, it's it's definitely something that just feels like the like levels of play in league have gotten more like this, you know, like further apart whereas like FGC is like they're the same. Right. You know, like a local is the same as what what the pros do for the most part. Yeah, um, and even though they go to bigger tournaments, but like league is like with like maybe some collegiate and like high school stuff and online tournaments in there. But there's no, I, I agree that I could, I could see like the bottom end just kind of dropping out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mark, uh, you just got so. a League of Legends mystery skin from the community chest. What happened? On Twitch, you can you can have people. You can there's it's like their whole Twitch Prime thing where you can give away stuff and you you receive. I can money. click a button that says resubscribe. Do I want to do that? No, I don't. Yeah, you you do. Wait, nobody has gift. No. Somebody should gift Mark. Whatever you got to scan. Either way, thank you, Dangsor, for the call. Is there anything that you would like to say here at the end here? Uh, thank you guys for having me on, and thank you for Alienware for sponsoring the show. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. All right, moving on to the next part. Yeah, so Mark, they have right now Twitch has a thing where streamers can give out League of Legends mystery skins to the gift chest. Everybody can contribute. Here, I'll turn it back on. Start collecting gifts. I don't know if you have Twitch Prime, but if you do, you can. I have a chest thingy at the bottom. I can click from watching you for so goddamn long. Is that what I click? No, it's not that. It's it should say like community gift chests. I see that. Now what do I do? Does it say like add gifts or whatever? You think you can add three if you're a Twitch Prime member? Are you Twitch Prime? I am a Twitch Prime member. I don't know if I've linked my accounts though. Oh, maybe that's it. Because it just says it's begun. Prime members can contribute their loot to give the rest of the community. Yeah. Well, I don't see anybody doing it right now. So 
Hey, Puppy gifted a sub to you. Congratulations. Thank you, Puppy. Yeah. All right. You want to grab the next caller? No. All right. Yes. Thank you to Kyle0808. Welcome back. 23 months in a row. At a tier two. Always appreciate those higher tier subs. Uh, Defic, thank you for the Prime. Invader Zim16. Zerolicious for 16 months in a row. Rebelcom for 23. And then Puppy gifted a sub to Mark, who's been a sub for 20 months. Definitely been doing this show for longer than 20 months, so that's a little disappointing, you know, Mark telling me. Gifted a skin, but nothing happens. It's weird. Discord link, please. You can just do exclamation mark Discord in the chat. By the way, if you're watching or you're listening to this online after watching the VOD, you're wondering when we do this. We usually do Mondays at 8. There's a rumor that Riot's going to change to have a Monday night Monday Night League of Legends games, in which case we'll have to figure this out. But Grandmaster Maggie, Magi, 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 Grandmaster Magi, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so tonight I'm talking about how Riot has completely dropped the ball on Fantasy LCS. And uh, basically, I don't think there is any hope left uh, that we're going to ever get some sort of finished uh, fantasy LCS product sponsored by the LCS. Yeah, what is the... I'm trying to remember. All right, I wasn't the only one who heard this. All of Twitch chat is like, LS question mark? I thought it sounded like LS to me too. I I have I never watch LS. I only watch uh, the premier Travis Gafford. Thank you. That's what, um, that's what I want to hear. Your name's also Grandmaster Magi, and he always makes chess, chess things. Really? Oh, uh, sorry. I've I've never heard of that. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting bullshitted. What the fuck, Travis? You know what's going on? N no. Anyway, so people <laughs> sound the same. Sometimes people, I don't talk similar. It's fine. Anyway, I'm so well. While you were perplexed by this, I went back and looked at look at Twitch Twitch chat losing its mind. Uh. I went and looked at this and it's funny because you can go back to July of last year where they're like, we plan on having something for fantasy for spring 2020. Sorry, we couldn't get it for summer. And then they, now they're like, yeah, we can't do it anymore either. There's just like, you know, new, new article, right? Is skipping fantasy LCS for spring 2020. Uh, I, I'm just, they said, we'll have some more updates on LCS affiliated products later in 2020. So they're saying they're going to have updates. Grandmaster. Uh, but, yes, uh, but so far they, they've been saying that since, uh, you know, since they canceled fantasy LCS in 2019, did they cancel, um, they canceled so, it in 2019 or the beginning of, or end of 2018, uh, well, end, end of 2018 when they canceled it for, for 2019. Okay. Sorry. Um, so this is probably my own poor reading comprehension or attention span, but they were saying in when they were like, when I saw Chris, Really, really give the update um, that they're like, oh yeah, we're working with third-party people. I had thought that they were making their own, which is like I said, probably my own poor reading comprehension. I don't know if you've gone back and checked their announcement, Travis. Has it always been positioned like after they cancel their own that it'll be other like you know affiliated programs that they're helping, or is it, was there ever was it phrased like we're making something, don't worry, kind of thing? So a year ago, and I don't date it. Oh, I think it's December 2018. They wrote on their website, The Future of Fantasy. And they said, 
After months of looking at fantasy, what fantasy can become and countless conversations, both internally and with potential third-party partners, we are committed to delivering a new fantasy experience that LCS and LEC fans can find ex- engaging and fun. Keep an eye on lollysports.com around mid-spring split. Um, <laughs> this is 2019. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's weird is that they don't, I feel like they've been very vague on whether or not they're going to do it internally or partner with a third party. Right. Cause, cause they said like, we talked with third party people and we decided and that phrasing sounds to me like third party wasn't going to cut it. So we're doing it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I feel like they've been very vague, but, uh, they, what's weird is they promoted. It seems like if they are going to work with a third party, it's odd that they spent a bunch of time promoting all these other, fantasy products like he went out and tweeted like four different ones i think but none were fantasy right they're no, like no. prop bets well they're or... no no they're like third party ones like e- an esports one one thrive fantasy esx game gamepedia has a pick, pick and predictions game which i guess to your point is not fantasy but yeah none, none of them are actually season-long fantasy they're all like what week like one week salary draft what you think will get you the most points using that week salary which i think someone link, linked one yeah. esports one OP, optsm fan is linking his referral link which i don't know how oh, is that what it was <laughs> no referral links I, i'm gonna hang on i'll time you out for a second optsm fan i apologize but uh oh you've been timed out before good to know okay um, um yeah well i pre i went here i'm not gonna sign up but but yeah, even this one I think is a weekly one. It's not like the what the traditional fantasy is, where at the start of the year you do it, and then you have to make trades and keep your eye for who joins or moves up from academy. And, you know, like that's from mm-hmm. what I understand a large part of it. So yeah, People saying pretty sure it's season long. Yeah, uh, well, that's the thing. I the biggest problem I have with fantasy LCS its current state right now is that um, the league has gone ahead and. Um, Chris Greeley said that he created a structure for third parties to create fantasy products, but earlier he was saying that he was going to actually empower them and create something better. Um, but for a year now, we've sort of had these updates of just like, something's going to happen sometime, you know, maybe, maybe you'll get fantasy back. Um, but I'm really confused as to what the final goal for fantasy LCS is. Um, I know Chris Greeley has pitched this really big, um, uh, sort of goal of like, you know, we're going to have this great fantasy production, um, but I really had no idea when they're going to reach that, how they're going to reach that, what that image is. And so um, I was, I've just sort of left at this point where I'm thinking we're, we're never going to reach it. We're never going to get there. I feel like, I, do you see, am I going crazy? Are you hearing a weird noise, Mark, every now and then? I'm, no, I'm losing my mind. You are going crazy. I'm curious. There's just like every now and then it sounds like a video plays for like half a second. Okay, good. Other people are saying it in Twitch chat. I don't. It's coming from my computer. Everybody, I have no idea where it's coming from. Maybe it's oh, coming, it's coming from, from yours. That's like I was gonna say. Is it, is it my microphone picking well, up? Well, it sounds like a video was playing like for half a second. It's very strange. Anyway, um, uh, I I am of the opinion that no fantasy product will be popular until there are stakes involved in it um and it's not like i don't have like hard proof for it or whatever it's just like my the sense i get is that if you can't win money if you can't win blue essence if you can't win skins or twitch bits or something i feel like it's not going to be very popular so i think that 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 i think is is why i'm interested i'm 
I'm not very interested to see what a product is going to be until it has something attached to it. And I mean, but that's that's why Fantasy died in the first place, right? I remember, I think it was Chris Greeley, maybe it was someone else because it was back then when they talked about it. They're like, the problem was we made it, and then like, while it was cool, it didn't really achieve anything. Like, it didn't make us money. It didn't do these kinds of things. Like, at best, it helped people stay more invested throughout the season, but there was like no tangible way to tell or something. Uh, and so like no was incentivized to work on it to make it cooler because it had no like clear goals of what it was trying to do and then because of that people stopped playing because nothing was changing with it and then they had even less of a reason to do it because no people started leaving and it was like this like right catch 22 and so like to your point they need to make it with a reason to keep it updated yeah i like I want some incentive other than just messing around with my friends to, to play it. Okay, there was that. Did you hear that noise? What is that? So my, my, my girlfriend's watching TikToks, I think. Is it that? Is it coming through my microphone sometimes randomly? No, I'm just going to close these other tabs. I wonder if... Oh, I think I it's this. Have tabs. I think it's this dot .esports article that has like video, a video ad auto-playing in it. You're good. It's not you. I just sorry everyone. Why do you even have tabs open, Travis? We're doing a show. Because I was be looking at the fantasy state like articles about fantasy. You should have already known all of them. <laughs> okay. A real host. That's why you're an influencer now and not a journalist. Okay. You're, um, just, you're just reacting to content. You're a reaction streamer. Reaction Andy. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Grandmaster, any other thoughts on fantasy before we move on to the next caller? Uh, the only thing I want to leave with is just a plea for Riot to support fans in the Midwest. Um, as someone who sucks at League, uh, but really enjoys watching it, uh, there's really not much left for uh, us left. Um, occasionally, the LCS will show up with some event somewhere uh, in the Midwest, but other than that, it's really just uh, watching on Twitch on Sundays um, and Saturdays. What do you want? Uh, like, what is? Did, what are these did, other events that you want, or what other support? When did LS move to the Midwest? I thought I was still in Korea. LCS, LCS. No, he's making. He's. No, Mark's no, just he's making he another wants joke. LCS in the Midwest. Oh, you you, you, you want more Travis. LCS in the Midwest? Yeah. Yeah. Who's lost? Well, Travis, there's only there's only on. two that can happen a year. And you guys had stuff last year. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Don't, I guess don't I'm just make me go back to the Midwest. Point, but you know, <laughs> I want to go. I want to go back to Miami, baby. That was yeah. That was the most. I think that's my favorite LCS. You know what? Well, we should move it down to San Diego, like right on the beach. That'd be a great location. Or even Mexico. Let's go to Cancun, baby. Cank LCS Cancun. Who's LCS? Hawaii. And then we just yeah, turn it into we turn that's how off season should be. And it should just all turn into a reality show of which LCS owner is gonna end up with which player. Anyway. Grandmaster. I meant like signing a player. Calm down, Mark. Grandmaster, thanks so much for calling. Is there anything you want to say? Uh any anything else except uh uh you know, shout out to Alienware, shout out to Movement, and uh thanks for having me on the show. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Evil Jacob Wolf is in the chat. Is that the real Evil Jacob Wolf? 
If it is, tweet I'm at me. Sure. Evil Jacob Wolf is my favorite Jacob Wolf. I will say, I will say that resoundingly. Also, I just went and looked at Twitch chat, or sorry, with at Twitter to see if Evil Jacob Wolf was going to message me because I know I now have to explain why I have any tab open to Mark. And OPTSM fan linked both of us his referral link, but he's now deleted it in shame because uh, I called him out on using a referral link, but he had tweeted it at us. You know, to be fair to him, I guarantee you he it was just like the most, it was like, you know, the number one on the autocomplete. Yeah. I don't think OPTSM fan was trying to do it. I think it was just like when you type in esports one, it goes to his referral link. So he just copy and pasted. I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. I'll, I'll have his back. Jacob Wolf, evil Jacob Wolf just tweeted at me. So he's actually in the chat. We're going to give him VIP. Where's, cause I actually, I really, that he is the best Jacob Wolf. The other Jacob Wolf is kind of, you know, it's whatever, but I, uh, I do really like this one. How do I, how do I, oh, I just have to type it. Okay. Does, Can I go get someone? Does his, does evil Jacob Wolf ha use an actual L? Or is it a one? Can I, can I go get someone? Yeah, go for it. There we go. We have a celebrity in the chat, everybody. My hope is that one day evil Jacob Wolf has more Twitter followers than the actual Jacob Wolf. I feel like that would just, that would just be the best. Big fan, big fan of his work. By the way, right now I'm competing with Double Lift in Evil Jacob Wolf's bracket, Law Esports Power Duo bracket. And we beat Yankos and Grabs, and we meet, beat Peter and Lena. And now we're up against Caps and Capstad, and I really want to win it. I feel like it's important. It would mean a lot to me. Anyway. Thank you, Puppy, for gifting us up to the Mark Z, Rebelcom, Zerolicious, Schleppard for 21 months, and Marcus343A. Appreciate everybody throwing the subs in my direction. We got Austin here. Austin, where are you calling from? Oh, yeehaw, brother. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. All right. I already have <laughs> my hand over the move person <laughs> from channel. I'm a little nervous about this one. No, no, no. He's... he's He's fine. Atlanta, did Georgia. you didn't you pull him or did I? You pulled him. I only pulled ICDK. Oh, yeah. I was the only person I pulled. Damn, I'm tripping. All right, Austin, what do you got for us? Shit. Oh, uh, shoot. Nothing new. Uh, you know, I mean, it's already been kind of like a depressing night. So I, I mean, my whole take was literally just, I really <laughs> still can't believe people get hyped over the NA scene after all these years. It's like. The characters change and all this, but like it, the ending is always the same, regardless. And I mean, people are like, yeah, oh, double well, this year's wins. different. This year's different. This time it'll be different. And it's the same. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, I get it. You have to like build it up, but I'm at the point where I feel like even the people in Ride don't believe it anymore. They're like, yeah, tune in Sunday, watch the finals. <laughs> Because, like, you know, one of these teams, maybe both, are going to Worlds. And, you know, they might have a chance. But they never do. Ever. You're talking about the teams that aren't, like, the top three. I mean, all of them. I don't even care who wins. Okay, well, NA. three teams I'm do make it to Worlds. Your your metaphor just now was, they say, tune in. Two of these teams might make it to Worlds, but they never do. And then you said all of them. 
I don't know if you've been paying attention, but three teams do make it to Worlds every year, Austin. Yes, you're getting right, yeah, yeah, yeah. too hung up on the, yeah, the, new the words. You gotta follow the, the spirit the of what vibe. he's saying, not the letter exactly. of what he's saying. Alright, alright, exactly. I'll, I'll try to keep the vibe going, Austin, okay. Yeah, you're getting caught in the nuance, man. It's alright. <laughs> yeah, I hate I'll getting caught in the nuance, okay. It's alright, man. <laughs> don't let it happen again. But um, I keep hearing other people's voices, and they're like, I thought the other guy sounded like LS. You sound like that guy on Twitter who does those videos about like what it's like being a Twitch streamer. But I don't remember his name. God, I wish. Fuck. Yeah. No, but I just, again, take it all the way back to season one to now. It's like every year you sit there and you're just like, okay, this is the year. This is the year something different's gonna happen. I don't care. Like maybe there'll be a wild card. Maybe something. I don't. It. This is the year. And then it's not. Literally every year, every year. I feel like at this point, watching this for so long. Like when I was younger, my dad he was a Cleveland Browns fan, and I was just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like I feel so sorry for this guy. Like how can you like a team that just is terrible every year? And here I am. Time is a flat circle, rooting for NALCS every year. And it's always the same. And like I said, this isn't a spicy hot take. Maybe this is just cathartic venting to random strangers on the internet, but it's like, it's never different. We're not random strangers. And I, I, don't, I don't know if, like, and it's getting to the point where I feel like I, I can recognize the people who are in, you know, broadcasting where, again, I don't even know if they believe it anymore. So I mean, oh, we we stopped believing it a long time ago. I, I, yeah, I, okay. I was just curious, but I felt that you know. Okay, I but your that. point is that things don't ever change, or there's something right. that might happen. But it, that's it does happen. I mean, the year before last, sixteen, I made it further than ever before. This Should year, we, we had save, a... save the optimism first. We have to after, you have to play that video I sent you. <sighs> okay, Mark wants me to play a random video that he's sending me. On <laughs> no, it's it's it relates. Oh, you want me to show it on screen? Yeah, yeah. Sure the, the language is not great um, in this. Yeah, that's fine. We swear to. He just says he just drops an f bomb or two, right? I mean, right out the gate. Oh, It's not a single cuss word. It's yeah, just I a mean, stream it's... of expletives. I don't know. I mean, but in all seriousness, like I feel, you know, everybody talking about viewership and what we can do to increase this and what we can do to increase that. I, it it's just hard. Like I don't play as much now that I've gotten older, but I used to be really into it when I was younger, and it has come to the point where I feel like it's only a matter of time for anybody who keeps up with the scene to inevitably arrive at the conclusion that I and probably many others have who have watched it and still kind of keep up with it from time to time. It's just well, like, but okay. I think, I think to Travis's point, it might just be like a super feels Batman for worlds this year because we actually did finally do it. Like we finally got over the hump at worlds last year and MSI this year where, you know, C9 yeah. made it to, to, to semis, and then TL beats IG, and so, like, yeah. we were like, oh, shit, we actually are doing it. And then right when we finally start to have an optimistic world, we go 0-3, and we're out, you know? But, but, that's, but that's just it. So, it's like every time, the amount of times I find myself 
when you watch a game and you kind of even remotely start to get like that slightest bit of doubt or like that slightest bit of hope, I should say, then then you're just like, okay, yeah, this now this is what's it what's expected. Like it always course corrects. No matter what happens, where you get that minute of like What hope. do you want? Uh, <laughs> I'm just curious because we've had like C9 made it pretty far. TL was at MSI finals. Like, are you only happy if NA is in? Meme, I guess to not be a meme. Okay. If if I mean if we're gonna like you know package it up and consolidate it into like something that we can easily talk about to not be a meme. Sure, but what does and that look like? Because because you're only reiterating the same thing, oh, right? I don't I don't think it'll be. I don't I don't. That's that's the other part of it is like I don't. I don't think there is any like positive look. I think there. I mean, okay. Like one guy said earlier, yeah, you can always hope on things being different or changing inevitably, right? But 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 yeah. But again, think, I'm trying to get to. I think not being a meme isn't that far away from where we are. Like, not being a meme to me is like getting out of groups and like sometimes winning a best of five. Yeah, so which isn't. This is what I'm trying to get. Is like. Austin. Yeah, that's not that crazy. Austin, mm. my man. Okay. From, yeah, from yeah, Georgia. Brother. Yeehaw. Yeah, yeah. Yeehaw. Take me down to the ranch and tell me what uh-huh. <laughs> tell me what in twenty twenty would make you happy. Like is it because that's we you still haven't defined to me. I know you said not be a meme, which is but I just I want to know what this year would make you happy. Like the bare minimum where you're like, okay, I was wrong. You know, it's not uh, okay. always the same. Uh, a competitive loss, I feel, I guess. I mean, in what? In, in, in the finals? Just, I mean... I'm just trying... I'm, this is not a difficult question. Just tell no, me I what just, it takes. But just how... Okay, let's be honest here. Just how I've, I'm kind of coming at this from a certain outlook. Maybe you're just being like devil's advocate. And it's you know definitely your job to be glass I'm not trying to be devil's advocate. I am literally asking you the simple question of... What would you like to see the LCS accomplish this year for you to be happy to feel like it changed? The bare minimum. It doesn't, you don't need to be happy, right? Because you, you just don't want to be a meme. So, like, what does it take for you to be like, meh, meh, not, not, not a bad year? I, I mean, at this point, I feel like, like again, just when, on, when, it, when it comes down to it, it's like, they. I feel like when North America loses, and bear with me on this, I feel like when they lose, I know. When they lose, they lose in the most like. Sure, I get that North America loses poorly. Tell me a placing, an event, a thing that you would like to see. A North American team winning worlds. A North American team well, getting yeah, the I mean, finals. That's, the, that's for sure. For sure, that obviously. But All right, I mean, so where's the floor? So like finals, winning worlds is obviously going to make us not a meme. Making semis was pretty good in 2018. I didn't feel like a meme. It's been a while since C9 qualified and just stopped at quarters. It's been like two years. But that didn't feel like C9 was a meme then. Yeah. I mean, okay. Even, you know, as the saying goes, even a broken clock is right twice a day type shit. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay. There's, there's the one, like, I guess more just more of that. Instead of it just being like once okay. every so often, so like consistently when, decent placings. I guess, yeah, because like when when Europe goes, like you know they're gonna do well. When Korea goes, okay, yeah, sure. Now, especially with China, it's like okay, obviously. So when North America goes, you're like, all right, 
wild card essentially let's hope for the best and then maybe somebody will just randomly beat a top place team okay then if they have to so you would like again. to see for instance L- na make finals and then maybe two of the three teams make it out of groups at worlds and one of them make it to semis that would make you feel good maybe yeah sure i mean just just a stronger showing from our team right okay i would like that as well to your point it is difficult because we don't do well. I am curious. Will you be watching LCS this year? Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because because you're I like mean, it's I so mean, hard. And I like mean, I mean, at, th- at this point, you know, you, you have to keep coming back. You just train. Right? Remember, remember that Browns fan the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was decked out in Browns gear. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because you know, at the end of the day, you just you want you right. want to see them succeed. Yeah. No, I mean, I do too. My my life would be. I mean, if I had, if we were like LPL right now, I'd be decked out. I'd, I just, <laughs> I'd make so much money. You're already decked out. You're, you're literally wearing a double lift shirt. That's true. I got this for free. Anyway, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the real reason for us. But sh- <laughs> anyway, Austin, thank you for the depressing call. Uh, you really made me work for my meal, and I appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate is, it. You know, is there anything you would like to say here at the end? Nah, man. You guys are doing a great job. Keep it up, right? Yeah. Have a good one. See you. All right. One more call. We might end up a little early today. <laughs> Somebody in the Twitch chat says, the rich always get free stuff. If that's the case, I'm going to go ahead and type exclamation mark wish list in my Twitch chat. Everyone else can feel free to do the same thing. There's my wish list right there. Prove to me that I'm rich. Blate45 <laughs> is here. Blate45, where are you calling from? I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I want to talk about the schedule changes or the rumored schedule changes. Thank God. I've been waiting for this. Blake, you say your piece and then I want to point something out. Wait, what? Go, just what do you, yeah, go for it. What do you want to talk about? Okay. Um, I think having three days a week is really going to help everyone. Um, in terms of viewership, I'm not sure viewership in the short run, but I feel like overall it's just going to make everything feel fresher. Having having ten games over two days just seems like it's way too insane. Like I sit down five o'clock and I'm like, okay, well my Saturday night's gone if I want to watch LCS, and I think that's less so for people on the West Coast. But having it more spread out and maybe having the option to watch an academy game later if there's nothing to do. That sounds perfectly good to me, and I think it's good. You know, help the LCS. And yet, the rumor is that it'll be on Monday nights when Hotline League exists. So you're already watching something else on Monday nights, so... Yeah, well, but the day will be shorter, right? Once On one of them? On Fridays, I believe. Or sorry, on uh, Mondays, I mean. There's no Friday. Right, but I'm saying like Saturday, Sunday, to get the game over there, you're going to have to... Oh, yes. Move. And then that's when he's saying like he can skip Academy games if he just wants to fuck off on Saturday night and go do something else. Yeah. Which I guess you and I could do, too. Really, I'm just thinking about this from how it affects me personally. That's the only way you think about anything. Okay, we've got Commissioner Chris Greeley in the chat. He says, maybe LCS will be over before Hotline League goes live. That'd be nuts. It would be nuts, Hmm. Chris Greeley. Think about this, Chris. Travis and I will probably both be in the studio anyways what? on Monday nights. So why not let us do 
hotline league from the LCS. Yeah, just leave leave the studio on, keep paying everybody, and we just go down and we just, <laughs> just talk. Just, just, just put a couple more hours on the books for those camera ops. And, and All right, everyone. You just, know what? Let's, let's let uh, Chris Greeley find out if there's interest in this. If you're interested in having a hotline league at the studio Monday nights and having Riot pay for all production costs. Type one, Type in, one chat. in chat right now. All right, let's see. Let's see. I want. I'd love to. Let's just let Chris Greeley see. This is the last time he's ever gonna type in this chat. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Resounding ones. Resounding ones. I see twos coming in. Those are from Chris Greeley oh, alt accounts. In there. Uh, uh, Chris Greeley just typed one. It's a yeah, done deal. Wasn't... It's a done deal. <laughs> Hotline League coming to you live from the LCS studio after the hypothetical Monday broadcast. <laughs> exactly. I like how this has been leaked so much now that Greeley's like, what if there was a world where the Monday nights was it? Anyway, speaking of, all right, now that Greeley's here, um, I was, I was going to complain about this, and now it's very funny that he's here because now he'll just hear my complaint. But you know what? I am, That's all you do anyway, so I don't think anyone shot I am not like, a oh, shell. Yeah, this is... I will say this with him in the chat. So courageous. I, am, I he, he literally can't type. He can type back, but he can't interact with you. Look, oh, podcast no. listeners have no idea what he's saying. This will cost a ton, but I'm going to do this. All right. So brave. Watch as I get blacklisted. All right, everyone, listen. No more devil of interviews, a tragedy. He's, and you could tell Greeley's sweating over there right now. It is LCS starts in. On the 25th of January, I believe, is the date that they've given. All right? That is less than three weeks from now. Where the fuck is the schedule? There's format changes coming. We Like, we don't have any... We, what days is it on? What weeks is it on? Is there a break in the middle of spring split? When is spring finals? Like, it's starting in less than three weeks. There's a whole ecosystem now that depends upon knowing the schedule for this shit ahead of time. Where is it? <laughs> Travis, the problem that you have is that you try and do other things, whereas I have no obligations in life beyond LCS. So it does, it's just, you know, like whatever. Man. I just like, like the thing is, and I realized when there's been turnover, right? So, like, before Greeley, there was like, uh, Hunter and Nick and Waylon and all these people, right? So I get I get the stuff has changed, but it has been this is I think the seventh year of this league, and we still can't get a schedule out sooner than three weeks in advance. And it just drives me up the goddamn wall, people. It just it really boils my brain. Alright? I just sit there simmering. I was in Palm Springs all weekend trying to relax. I'm just sitting there staring blankly at the wall, wondering when the schedule is gonna get released for spring goddamn split all right this is just i just it drives me crazy it drives me crazy because you know it's like that's a great way to get hype you know people want they want to see when i think if you come to the site right now you go i'm on lollysports.com hang on let's load up lollysports.com all right let's do this all right and i know right now Greeley, he's he's texting caitlin he's saying we're never gonna have this guy at our at our studio ever again he's just i think you just tanked our chances at using the lcs studio there is a <laughs> We, we were in there until you did this all right there is well you know what i i'm courageous all right mark don't let anybody ever say he said right just doubled in chat all right i'm looking here right now all-star <laughs> send-off 2019 world championship all right so if i am our caller I'm, left by the way <laughs> our caller left there you go. yeah he got 
He went to pleb calls too. Okay. I'll bring him back. Bring I him don't back. know why he left. Bring him back. All right. I, I am, I, let's say my name is, uh, I don't know. Steve. No, there's already a Steve in the, uh, my name is, uh, Matt. All right. And I go into my office the first day of the week. Uh, I, I work at a company that makes screwdrivers in the Midwest and what the fuck is this analogy? it's the 6th of january and i'm going into work and i'm just thinking oh man you know the start of the year i gotta go back to work gotta deal with all this shit but at least lcs is coming back so i type in lolesports.com and i try to find when lol esports is starting back up again when is this is it this weekend is it next weekend is it three weeks from now is it ever coming back ever and there's just nothing on this website that tells me anything about it and i know they announced the first day already they did that on the broadcast but it's just like click schedule what happens why, when you click schedule why is there not a banner that says lcs is starting okay hang on here's what happens when i click schedule i have to first off it opens on another window which is shut it should not do that i think that's a you problem but let me try uh, no no but hey, here Travis, we go so i open schedule comparison. it went to all stars and says no future scheduled matches for your selection if what I click, if if I click, click LCS, LCS, it also says no futures matches scheduled or this. There's a great ad here for me to watch the pros POV at Worlds if I want to do that. I can go here. Let me get pro view for Worlds. Let's see if I click if I click that, it'll bring me to a pro view ad for Worlds. What was your screwdriver comparison again? Oh, it didn't matter. That's right. That's... <laughs> Travis, it's an app comparison, though. That was me today, first day of school back. It's like, when's LCS? When's Team Liquid playing? <laughs> when do I get to see Steve Jungle? What did when's you do? How did you play? find out? About when it started? Yeah. The subreddit. Okay. So you had to go to the subreddit. You couldn't go to the, the lawesports.com page to find it. Yeah. <sighs> it's a sad life. I just like it. I we can do better. We can all do better together, people. All right. Okay. So Chris Greeley, Chris Greeley, who I love deeply, linked to this article. We're gonna upgrade it slightly, okay? Because there's there's an article. If you click on the second article on the website, which is 2019 LCS year review. And you scroll all the way down to the bottom, past this infograph, past this partners thing, which by the way, these are great infographs and congratulations to LCS on keeping 91% of their sponsors for next year. That's great. Great. I'm, they solved a lot of my complaints before about a lack of partners and doing great there. I want to say that, but you scroll all the way down to the bottom in the tiniest font ever at the bottom, it says... The LCS returns on January 25th. We'll share more details about what we have in store in early January. By my estimation, Travis, it's still early January. It is. I'm just saying you should not have to click on L 2019 LCS year in review. And I know, and I, the reason I say, like, I know Greeley knows this. Like, he's, he's thinking the same thing. Everybody over there is like, yeah, we got to get better about this. All right. I know they don't, it's not like they don't care. It's not like, People are sitting around sipping eggnog going, ha ha ha. Those fans, they want to know when this shit starts. We're going to hide this at the bottom of an article. <laughs> That's their Christmas gift. A little coal in your stocking. 
to the LCS fans. If L- if LCS won Worlds this year, we would have had a <laughs> yeah, <it would've> been, <laughs> but we got a national campaign would have begun on <laughs> December thirty first. Yeah, we started again the twenty fifth. Almost to watch this shit. <laughs> So I, I know, like, like that's the thing is, if I go to tell anybody about this at Riot, or I ask them about it, they will all agree that it should be more prominent. But it's just, it's always like this, man. And I just, I, like, I don't know. I just don't know. It's, I think it's just because people go into vacation and people aren't thinking about it and they think, oh, we'll figure it out later. But you should, at like, at the very latest, at the very latest, after All-Stars, I feel like the whole schedule should be uploaded for the next year. You should know when it's happening, on what days it's happening, which we officially don't know. It's not just a matter of, like, when is it starting? It's also, like, now we've heard these rumors about format changes, and we don't know the, the day, uh, the days that it's going to be broadcast on. I just feel like that should be hyped up, you know? there should be There should be ads out there, videos out there being like, LCS, new time, new place. Monday nights, right on top of the Hotline League slot. <laughs> we saw how good they were doing. We knew that they sucked as content, so it must be the top. We slot. want their we viewership. Them. Anyway, that's my long rant. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, you powered us almost to ten o'clock. Good job, Blade Forty Five. Welcome. Back. I don't know if you answered anything about Welcome Blade's back. point. I don't even remember what Blade's point Blade, was. Blade, I've point. handled your. I think I think I've addressed all your concerns. Correct. Wasn't he talking about the three day schedule and liking it, and instead you were just like, I fucking hate the website. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's good enough, you know. Um, okay, so you like a three day schedule? Yeah, I think it's good. Um, even if it does cut to my hotline leaks time, I, I think I could sacrifice it. I'm I'm not enthusiastic about it though. Oh, you're not, you're not enthusiastic. enthusiastic about Hotline League. I'm not enthusiastic <laughs> missing Hotline League. Okay, okay. Well, okay. So okay. here's something though, because uh, you know LCS has had a three day schedule in the past. Yeah. Did you how did you engage much with it whenever it was like three days? Did you tune in on what Fridays or whatever? Yeah, I did. Uh, but I was a lonely college student, so you know what happens. Uh. <laughs> But I mean, I think it was just there was still so much time investment with that three day schedule. Well, and and it wasn't exactly less of a schedule then because that was the best of three times. So right. like a Friday game would happen at like I'm probably gonna fuck this up, but it was like started at six or five or something. And it was yeah, it was like six three. Eastern. Yeah, or maybe or maybe it was. Uh, I guess no, it had to be later because I remember one time I was driving from Vegas. And like it was a monster of a series, and I got from my home to Vegas when the series was ending, and I got there at like eleven. So like I think it started super late for East Coast people. Yeah, no, I re- I remember one series went super long, and yeah, it was I like remember 11 o'clock it was I remember done. going, oh my god, it's two thirty in the morning in on the East Coast, and this game just finished. Oh, did I use the internet, Mark. Hello, hello. You, I can still hear him. I can still hear him too. Dave, you have internet. Oh, hello, Mark. We could hear you. You're all typed. <laughs> you could hear me that whole time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> My internet was like dead. Like yeah, the yeah. stream was lagging. You cut out, but apparently I was still uploading. Yeah. My it's just your downstream down got choked or something. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Your neighborhood heard and started cutting cables. Um, no. Uh, the. Oh yeah, well, I was just commenting on how I remember distinctly, like realizing it was like two thirty a.m. on a Friday, whenever one of those games ended on the East Coast, and it was just insane. <clears throat> yeah, 
so I guess I was my, my point with bringing that up was just like it wasn't really any less rigorous of a schedule for a viewer if you cared about the whole league and you had two streams and you know it was two best of three so it was like way more of a time commitment you could argue even if it was spread out marginally more okay i'm going to ask both both blate and mark i want you guys to answer this what games should they stay so again the rumor is monday nights what games should go on monday nights because if you put your hot stuff there like you let's say you put your two biggest games of the week there do you risk not having great viewership on the other days because people look at the schedule and they go, eh, you know, I don't, I don't want to watch these these games or they're Ooh, not good or something. That's a good way to put it because initially I was just thinking about the Monday day and I was like, yeah, stick the, the most popping one on there for a little bit and see how it does. It's going to perform a little bit worse as a shorter broadcast, but um, maybe you can sell like the premier rights the way they did with like uh, Monday Night Football and it might be like a new product kind of approach. Uh, but to your point, maybe then you just have more shit saturday and sundays and it's not worth it yeah like if you look up the lineup on a saturday and you're like oh these are like a bunch of bad games plus an academy game at the end of it are you are you more likely to just skip it because they usually i believe and mark you might know although i don't know if you can say it seems like their strategy historically has been to put like the most popular games as second game of the day so that you've got a lot of people who've come in for that first game and then you've got a bunch of people that are there for the second and then the viewership heats up and then it kind of like hangs out there for the rest of the day. But if I think, uh, if it you was usually like those... second, or th- I think it was third. Usually yeah. maybe it was second. I forget. I was never like in the room where they're making schedules. I would just know we'd be like, this is the big one yeah. of the day, you know? And so, like those usually so Mark, what do you think? You think you put the hot matches on Monday or you think you put you, you put other games on Monday because, I think for me, when I'm trying new stuff out, I want to put my best foot forward on that new thing yeah. rather than be like tepid with it. So like I say they, they put the best shit on there and make the most balling Monday broadcast and see what how that performs with the idea that like maybe your other Saturday and Sunday are going to take a hit. Um, but then you at least know what you're getting from your Monday instead of wondering what it could be if you had right. put your support behind it. Yeah. You also see you also see how bad Saturday and Sunday can get that way too. Right, you're kind of figuring out. Yeah, the you're like, what are the way? extremes of this system? Yeah. Okay, uh, Blade, what about you? I mean, I think they can kind of do it like Sunday night football, where it's like they kind of flex the games, or like they have the option to kind of choose when the games are. Um, I don't yeah. think they need to schedule like explicitly what day teams play, uh, just like the two teams they play that week. Well, they, they usually schedule based off bit. the match, right? Like TL versus C9. Okay, here's a good example. TL versus C9 should be the first match of the first day because historically you put the finals as the first match. Do you this year instead stick that on Monday because you're trying to promote your Monday product? Yeah, I would. Yeah, um, I think that's fine. To the caller's point, there is actually flex scheduling in the LCS. Yeah, they'll already move stuff around based off of how things develop. Throughout yeah, the and it's it's usually, I forget if it starts on the second round robin or maybe a little into the second round robin, but it's like week six or something, all the games are flex scheduling games and they'll start moving the most interesting ones. If, you know, TSM ends up sucking again, they'll they'll bump them down in priority. Yeah. Okay, so... Wait, so do they only five. flex... Days or do they flex like? No, they'll flex order because you can't flex days. days right now in the current system. No, they wouldn't flex days. They just flex matches around, so they'll move like 
a really hype game that's game five or game four, they'll put it you know earlier in the day to get people in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I think they should be able to flex days too, but that's just I, me. I'm maybe they will. I think flexing days can be a little difficult when it's not the same day. Like flexing days is easier when you played both days every time. You can just be like, oh, just show up a little later or like swap. Actually, no, swapping days is pretty hard. Or, or I would say like maybe your days are constant, but like uh, that doesn't work either. Yeah, because like if C9 is playing one day, you can't move their game and make them play two games that day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe there's a way. To, I'm not a schedule person, dude. Like, there has to, in the wild world of sports scheduling, someone must have figured it this out. Yeah, but that's more based off of like TV ratings and stuff, right? Across multiple time zones, where games are getting played in like different cities. I feel like it's hard to hard to apply it to here, and and so much yeah. of the Twitch viewership is based off of like keeping like longer streams going. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what's difficult here. Just as an aside, um, back to the, my rant. Uh, Wild, who works for me, some people might see her comment. Mark, can you? We're, I moved your webcam up once already, and well, you're it's just not going to work again because I'm out of frame, even on my webcam. I know. I know. I just I wanted to complain. Anyway, Wild, who uh, helps me with a bunch of the Hotline League stuff and uh, does the timestamps for the channel and stuff, she helps me. With this stuff, and she said, "Your comment about the screwdriver guy metaphor reminds me of an ex- of this exact conversation I had with my cousin, who's a lifelong gamer in his early 30s, and he decided to start playing League after seeing the League 10 promotional hype somewhere. So, like all the marketing around League 10 stuff came in. He decides to start playing. He's, and she she asked her cousin uh, if he watches any LCS, and he said, "Not much, really. When does the spring season start? I actually Googled it, and I found nothing." And she said, um, he asked her this right after she had mentioned she worked on Hotline League. And so, you know, she should be in the know or whatever. And she said she had zero idea. And he kind of laughed about it. It was like, even you work on content for this and you don't know. And she said, TLDR, my new to League cousin now thinks League's competitive scene is a dumpster fire (laughs) from the organization (laughs) standpoint. And I'm unequipped to prove him wrong. And like... Yikes. Well, I mean, like, dumpster fire is an extreme version of it, right? But like, that is a real life example of somebody who's getting into league, is interested in LCS. The season is starting. They look it up because they're maybe interested in it and they can't find any information about it. And somebody else who actually does stuff in the scene doesn't know anything about it because the schedule's never posted. And it's just, it's, it's rough, right? Like, this could be better. This could be so much better. We can all do better. Late. Yeah, big, so, big, I appreciate big you. We're all we're all big agreeing. I appreciate you too, Travis. Is there uh, is there anything you'd like to say at the end of this call? Um, yeah, I wish I could have gone and seen you in St. Louis. I was there at the event, but I couldn't go to the Hotline League the day earlier. Missed that opportunity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, also, uh, UFL, why'd they have to start a week earlier? <laughs> What's that? My school. <laughs> Uh, my school started a week earlier than every other place because they wanted to have us out for Ken- the Kentucky Derby. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. That's fine. Well, I'll just drink a lot of bourbon then. Okay. Well, only if you're able to do that legally. And, yeah. Uh, well, you're both always, invited to my party in a week, so there you go. Always drink responsibly. All right. Obviously. Thank you so much for the call. <laughs> have a good yeah. one. Yeah, you too. Okay. Bye.
All right. That is the show. Hey, shout out to Greeley, who I do appreciate he showed up in the chat. And uh, hopefully I can talk to him soon about some of this stuff. And hopefully we get some news soon. Uh, he's a good guy. And uh, I love Chris Greeley. You know, I'm just, obviously, I'm disappointed in the situation, but I, I think. I wish, I feel like, I wish I had more opportunities to be like the antagonist to his commissionerness. You know, yeah. it, I've had it a couple times with the draft. I mean, he has to work have... with all 10 LCS owners and all of their nightmare fuel. What I assume, yeah, nightmare fuel. <laughs> and not only that, but then he's at such a high level that he has to deal with um, the ownership groups for these people who I assume are all entitled sports executives and stuff. So I, I don't, I don't envy his position. I would never want his job. Uh, it's an endearing boo. It's like the, you know, David Stern got booed and you saw how, how everyone wrote about how great he was. That's. Okay, good. Mark, you have any shout outs, plugs? Uh, no, hopefully next time you see me, you see a slightly different background. Yeah, me too. I hope, I hope, uh, when am I going to get to check out your new place? Uh, probably next week, assuming the move goes well and everything. When are you moving so that we can, what's our lunch hangout? So that's why I was saying I was busy this weekend, but I was saying I move on Saturday. So if you can get lunch on Friday, I'll be free. But then I assume the next couple of days are going to be hectic. Yeah, you said I'm down for lunch pretty much whenever. Okay. Well, I am free mostly whenever as well. Okay. Preferably not Thursday because that's an off day for Ashley. And we'll probably be doing some packing that day. Okay. Well, I'll tentatively think about uh, Friday then. The other thing is I'm preparing, by the way, everyone watching, a week from Sunday, so the Sunday before LCS starts. The Gaffies? We are doing the Gaffies, which, Mark, I would love for you to come in person to and be part of the audience. We're going to have a live audience uh, with some people. Yeah. Can I boo? Uh, yes. Although I don't know if the audience will be in a different room. We're going to involve you guys in different ways. I'll, I'll let you know because we... Okay. Well, I don't want to... I want to be able to enjoy it. Well, I you'll wanna... present an award. I need you to present an award. You know how last year you did room? a video? Are there going to be champagne? So I, I guess maybe I can buy some champagne. That's not a bad idea. Um, but you'll walk onto the green screen. And so we're going to have like... Some videos oh, will yeah, be okay. pre-recorded and stuff like normal because I, I can't bring like 20 or 30 people there because it's at Sushi Dragon's house. But we will have people on the green screen. So uh, that that would be that would be cool if you can make it. I'm going to reach out to everybody. But I'll try my best. Everybody stay tuned for the gaffies. I don't know if it's going to be as good as last year. Cause I liked last year a lot, but we're working on it. I'm trying to come up. I need to, I need to go watch the wrote essentially the opening of the golden globes with ricky gervais to look at his monologue and i hear he's a little angry in it so maybe a little problematic maybe i won't use too much of it but i need to get in the mood going where's the info for the gaffies i'm telling it right now yeah but where's where if i google when are the gaffies i, I get giraffes that sounds like a google problem I'm gonna be honest with no, you. No, it, it didn't even. It did not even optim. It wasn't like, did you mean giraffes? It thinks I'm saying gaffies, which means your SEO is awful. Really, as, as I imagine, says WTF, Travis. People want gaffy info, and we're get, just getting it now, a week before, two weeks, by the way. And also, I talked about it at the end of last year. 
Yeah, but you mentioned it vaguely, you know? That's true. It wasn't details. This is a one-night event. You, you, you hide you hide your this announcement is, in a two-hour-long podcast? This is a one-night event that is happening that we didn't know the date on. My company is considerably smaller than the Riot Esports team. I do not believe... No, if. No. If we've gotten to a point now where Greeley needs to defend himself by making comparisons to what Travis Gafford Industries is doing, it's like what I said at the start of the show. I hope this year's promotional video for the start of the 2020 split is something I could not do. We should never have Travis Gafford Industries as the standard for what Riot is accomplishing. Anyway. By the way, I love that Greeley showed up just as... It's like he sensed it. Right as I was talking about to flame about the scheduling, he shows up in the chat. What's a what a some there's a narc in the chat somewhere. Narking me out. Uh we spent the money for the opening video on our blog post I linked. Great. Good to see Ryan's still spending money in the right places. Mark, anything you want to shout out, promote? Oh yeah, new no, place. This has been great. New place. This has been great. Nothing else? It's new place. Uh that's it. Okay. I look forward to to not having any feedback from you again. I look forward to that. No, when we meet, I will have worked on... Did you know Dracos emailed me today? About what, more? Mark? With more? More what? More feedback. On what? A project that will likely never see the light of day. Yeah, exactly. You, got, you goddamn <laughs> coward. That's why I need your help. <laughs> MX Fig, thank you for the five months. Kyle zero eight zero eight, thank you for the three gifted subs. Poro on Mars, Mister T Nelson, Puppy gifted five subs, very generous. Sir Cattle, Wildy One Thrill, Quiet Pirate, and Exigen Chan, thank you, everyone for the subs, helping me restore some of the subs that have been lost over this time. All right, that's the show, everyone. Stay tuned for the gaffies. It'll be uh, a week from Sunday. A week before LCS starts. And, uh, oh yeah, and Asset Day is next week as well. So I'm going to be going and doing some interviews. We're also working on a rebrand for Travis Gafford Industries, so stay tuned for some updated logos, which hopefully you guys will not flame the way everybody flamed the EG one. This has been episode 104. <laughs>